Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. I also host the podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, which you can listen to if you need your literary fix fast. This podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, is for anyone out there who wants to feel better in their bodies like I do. There's a private support group that I started on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. And all of us share tips, suggestions, recipes, meal ideas, and generally just give each other lots and lots and lots of support so that it isn't so hard to do what should be simple, but somehow isn't. So please listen to the podcast, hear stories from people just like you who have struggled and overcome things and have ideas and suggestions. And let's just do this together. We got this. Thanks for listening. I had the great pleasure of interviewing Allison Walsh. Allison Walsh, JD, is a corporate executive, nonprofit founder, and success coach for women. She has managed the personal and professional development for more than 200 clients across the country. Her unique results-driven programs and services focus on goal-setting and confidence-building, developing her clients' personal brands, enhancing their communication skills, teaching them how to market themselves appropriately in person and online, and empowering them to pursue exceptional opportunities for their future. In addition to working with professional clients, she recently launched the Savvy Girl Magazine and Savvy Girl Academy to empower and equip the next generation of leading ladies with the tools they need to be successful today. And I just realized that I'd never even asked her about this, so... I guess I'll have to get it in the next podcast. We've talked so much about other things. Allison enjoys public speaking and has personally spoken to over 100,000 people across the U.S. She has been featured in national media outlets and publications, including Fox News, HuffPost Live, and programs by Lifetime, PBS, and NBC. She serves on multiple local and national nonprofit boards, has authored two workbooks, and created the She Believed She Could podcast. For more information about Allison, you can go to allisonwalshconsulting.com. And now listen to her inspiring talk with me about how we all can achieve our goals in the new year. Welcome, Allison. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Oh, it's nice to be here, Zibby. Thank you. So tell listeners, how did we end up on the phone together? You are this like amazing coach for women. And I felt like if you could coach women, then you could help the group (laughs) focus on their objectives. So I wanted to get a little more background on you and then try to harness some of your amazing advice. Oh, very sweet. Thank you. And, you know, I think when it comes to how we connect, you know, I think we're all out there searching for ways in which we can serve and connect with others and help and lift them up and, and meet them along their journey. And I think so many people have different objectives right now, or they're looking at the new year and saying, how can I change my life or at least improve it so that I have a better quality of life and I'm able to reach my goals. So ultimately, you know, that's really what's brought us together. And that's what I've really been able to enjoy doing over the course of the last decade working with women and and really meeting them where they are, right? Because I think that people want to become the best versions of themselves and they want to level up and they want to be amazing, but sometimes they need that extra support, right? You need your tribe of people and champions around you. and, And I've been able to walk alongside a lot of amazing women and help them get there. And how did you get started doing this? So I started coaching, gosh, well, it was probably 2008. And honestly, it started as a way for me to earn a little bit of extra cash. I mean, at that time of 
history, right? Recession hit. I was, you know, in it was 2009 when I really kicked it into high gear, but you know, my husband actually lost his job and he was a corporate attorney and we had just gotten married. And I'm like, here's my Cinderella fairy tale wedding. And now we are without income, <laughs> you know? And so it really started like that. I had also decided to go back to school. And so I was trying to figure out a way to leverage the skills that I had. And so I really focused on a group of clients that I could serve at that point in my life and help them, you know, reach their goals and accomplish what they wanted to do. And, you know, for me, you know, I like accomplishing things too, right? Like I, I love winning, right? Like it feels good and, and accomplishing all of those things on my to-do list. But ultimately I found a lot of joy in helping other women realize number one, that they were fabulous and that they had everything within them and then really leveling up their skills so that they could chase bigger opportunities. And so my coaching businesses have really evolved over the years. I've had a partnership with one of my really dear friends. We ran a company together for a couple of years and then it's just continued to evolve, right? Like as you grow and evolve yourself, I now realize that I had additional skills that I could share with women. And so just really staying connected and listening, you know, and, and really making sure that, you know, I was able to help them accomplish what they needed to do. So it just, it fuels my soul. Like nothing makes me happier than getting on the phone with a client and them going like, guess what? I did it. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> so like, There's just so much joy that that brings to me. And it just fires me up even more. I totally get that. I feel the same way. It's really a gift when you can influence somebody in a positive way and help their lives. You know, exactly. even one person's life being better because of you, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So what about in this sort of self-improvement, help our bodies, make better choices, focus on, you know, not being self-destructive. What are some of the things that like if you were if I were a, a you know, a client of yours, you would say to help me out, especially as this new year is upon us. And, you know, maybe people are finally more focused and wanting to make positive change. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do massive things all at one time and make like a significant, huge change and shift and expect that it's going to stick. What's been really beneficial, not only for my clients, but for myself is to figure out what it is ultimately that I want and then break it down into steps in which are actually achievable so that I'm setting myself up and setting them up for success rather than saying, I'm going to make this drastic lifestyle change in one foul swoop because ultimately the rest of your life has to adjust to any significant change that you're making, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's goals you're chasing, whatever it is. And so really breaking it down. So for example, about a year and a half ago, I realized that like I wasn't taking really good care of myself, right? Like I was grinding it out. Like I was working really long hours. I was definitely like on the fly, grabbing whatever I could and not intentional about having healthy habits. And I noticed that I was like super drained. I didn't have the energy. I was eating junk. Like, you know, you are what you eat, right? And and that's really a big part of it. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm a super big advocate for mornings, right? Like I love mornings. I get up really early and I was like, well, if I can make subtle shifts in my morning routine and set myself up for success the night before, chances are I'm going to stick with those things, right? So like, I'm going to make it happen. So things just as simple as like, I start my day with lemon water. Well, I'm not going to squeeze the lemons at 4.30 in the morning, right? So pre-planning, doing all of that in advance, pouring the water even the night before, putting it in the fridge so that when I'm groggy and like uncaffeinated and trying to find my way through my morning, that's the first thing I do. And then, then I added on an exercise routine, nothing crazy, light, super light. 
just to get the blood moving, just to get me going. And then I would add to that, but it would have been impossible for me to say, I'm going to have a healthy breakfast every morning, do the lemon water exercise all in one fell swoop. Like I just, I would have gotten discouraged the first time I screwed up and I probably would have quit. Whereas I built on it, right? Like building blocks. And so, you know, now I've got my breakfast figured out, right? And, but I did that over the course of a year and a half, right? And I made significant changes, but I stuck with it for the last 12 months. And I, I'm a creature of habit. I can't shift or deviate. So it's something that I have to do every day because I think there's what's the stats. Like it takes you 45 days to create a habit and like two to destroy it. <laughs> so like, yeah. I have to be consistently on it in order to make it happen. Wow. That's amazing. I, Cause I do feel like there's like an all or nothing. Sometimes I get caught in that mindset. Like, well, I'm mm-hmm. either going to do everything right. Or I'm just going to like never work out and not drink water and eat what I want. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll regroup and then I'll change everything. So, right. right? (laughs) And then like, maybe I do that for a week and then it's, yeah. And then you beat yourself up and then we jump on this cycle again, you know? And and I think it's just, you got to give yourself some grace. You got to set yourself up for success and there's no need to do like massive change all at one time. That's excellent advice. And you have a podcast called She Believed She Could, which is so amazing because this is literally what's on my desk, which I'm showing you. It's it's a my best friend gave me this. It's a framed saying she believed she could, so she did. So then I was like, that's your (laughs) podcast title. This is amazing. So tell me about your podcast and how you help people and, and motivate them through that format. Well, I love sharing stories of inspiration and motivation because, you know, obviously no two stories are alike. None of us are going to have the same journey. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be wins. There's going to be lessons learned. And so I wanted to create an opportunity to share those success stories and and tips for reaching your goals on a platform like a podcast so that people could grab nuggets of wisdom, right? Like my goal in every episode is to, to fill up you know, the airwaves with valuable tools or suggestions or examples of people that have done it before, because if somebody's done it before, you can do it now. Right. And I think it's just really reinforcing that if you put your mind to something and you work towards it, you can accomplish it. And so, you know, on the podcast, I mean, I've interviewed people as young as 16 who have slayed it already. And I'm like, holy moly, if I would have had my act together when I like, like her, when I was 16, like who knows where I'd be now. But, and then, you know, women that have just completely dominated the corporate world, they've started their own businesses, whatever it is, right? Because you can learn a lesson from anybody that you you listen to if you really pay attention to what it is that they're saying. And so the podcast actually started really innocently during the pandemic. And I was on a walk with my daughter and I was talking about like, you know, I was really, you know, looking for inspiration myself. You know, the world kind of hit the fan and it's like, okay, time to regroup, refresh, refocus. What was I tuning into? What was I finding to be beneficial? And it were some really motivational, inspirational stories. And and she's like, well, you should just do a podcast then, mom. Like you're listening to them. So why don't you create something that you think would be beneficial to all of the people that you connect with? And she's actually the one that nailed down the name, which I think is great. And, and I've always loved that saying. Similar to you, I've had something on my desk for years. It's actually like right behind me right now. <laughs> but it says she believes she could, so she did. And I've always really tried to reinforce that with my kids. And so when she said, well, just make it, she believes she could. And I was like, you are a genius. You beautiful eight-year-old child. (laughs) And so that's really how it started. And I've just, I've loved it. I've loved being able to just really give women an opportunity to share their stories and what they've done, because we all have a story. It's all about sharing it and inspiring others. And that's what the podcast is all about. That's amazing. I love that. I think 
part of the saying that's the hardest part is the belief, right? I think, you know, it sounds so obvious, but it's like, sometimes you just don't believe you can do it. Sometimes that's, Mm -hmm. you're just totally floundering and you're like, well, you know what? I I can do this. I believe I can do this. I believe I can do a podcast. I believe I can, Uh you know, raise great kids, but can I, you know, get a workout routine in every day? I don't know if I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the mind is such a powerful thing. And, you know, one of the lessons that I learned, I actually talk about this with my clients all the time is, is getting out of our own way. Right. And I think we are the only barrier when you really boil it down to the the bare bones of it all. And so one of the things that I had to do early on, I grew up as a competitive athlete and I struggled with a lot of self-doubt, a lot of like just low confidence, regardless of the fact that I was accomplishing things, which normally like you'd be like, oh, I'm doing great. Like, you know, of course I can do whatever's next. I was so self-destructive, like completely would, you know, as we said, like take myself out of the game. Like it didn't matter how prepared I was. It didn't matter that I could nail my routines. It didn't matter that like I had everything within me to do it, but the voice inside my head was my own worst enemy. And it would be like right before it was crunch time, right? I'd be like walking up, getting ready to hit the floor. And the voice inside my head's going like, you're going to screw this up. Don't mess this up. Don't do, you know, instead of saying like, you're going to nail this, you're going to accomplish this. Like it's two and a half minutes of your life. You're going to get to the other side. Like it was the complete opposite narrative. And I actually, my parents put me with a sports psychologist and it changed the game for me. And one of the really foundational things that he worked with me on was what I was telling myself. And so whatever you want to say about mantras, they worked for me. And so we came up with four short, quick, punchy statements that I could say to myself, because if I was saying all of those positive things to me, I couldn't also be saying like, you're going to screw up. You're going to fail. You're going to disappoint yourself. You're going to disappoint everybody else. But if I was saying to myself, I'm a winner, I can do it. I have a good attitude. I have a good attitude towards others. Like I was on a roll because I was blocking out that negativity and I started accomplishing everything that I set my mind to. And I've used that in business and life. Anytime I'm about to go into a challenging situation where it's really easy to get in my own head, you know, I've been put on some pretty important stages and at some pretty important tables where it would have been really easy for me to cower and to not believe in myself and to not show up and be the person I knew I could be in that moment if I would have allowed that negative self-talk to get in my way. And so, and that's a lot of what we do. We do it, I think women do it more, way more than men. And it starts early on, you know? And I think that, you know, there's a lot of work that I do with younger women too and, and really building that confidence because, you know, seven out of 10 young women lack the confidence and that carries into adulthood. And if we don't stop that cycle, it's going to bleed into everything else that we want to do in the future. So you really got to have some really healthy mindset habits too. And you have to practice those because you can't just expect for those tools to show up on the day that you need them. So it's part of what you have to build into your routine is that those positive affirmations, those mantras, the things that you're going to lean on when the pressure heats up and it's all on the line. Wow. I love that the positive mantras actually just erase the negative ones because mm-hmm. I've heard that how important it is to have like positive mantras and all this stuff. But in terms of like, you know, there could only be like one thing written on the blackboard at a time, right? You have to mm-hmm. erase exactly. the other one and like there, there's just not room for two competing narratives at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you might as well choose the one that'll help you. That's pretty Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've seen that work with, I mean, my daughter even uses this now, like my oldest, because I was noticing that she was starting to get really hard on herself. I'm like, okay, 
mantra time. Like, what are they? And hers are different than mine, you know, but as they should be, right? Things that connect with her. And so, but I've also used this on women in their 50s, 60s, even 70s that are trying to reinvent and go after something and put themselves out there. Because whenever you make yourself vulnerable or you're doing something that pushes you outside of your comfort zone, it's very normal to have those little voices of self-doubt creep in. And so it's just about kicking them out of the way. I have a mantra with my daughter too. She was my 13-year-old. Sometimes she would be sad to go to school or, you know, things like separation anxiety or whatever else. And I would have her repeat, I've done it before and I can do it again. Right? Yes. I've done it before and I can do it again. So sometimes I find myself saying that to myself. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. I've done it before and I can do it again. Okay. So just, you know, one last parting inspirational tip for women out there who are juggling parenthood or big jobs or families or taking care of elderly parents or just there's so much on all of our plates right now. And as this new year comes in, we have no idea what to expect. You know, will COVID go away totally? Will all the vaccines work? There's just, when will life go back to normal? I feel like we're entering into the most unclear year that we've had at the start because there's just like a trail of question marks. So within the context of all that uncertainty, what's like the one thing we should all keep in mind when we're trying to get ourselves to perhaps lose weight or perhaps just drink more water or perhaps, you know, just take better care of our bodies? Like what's the one thing we should not lose sight of? I think we have to be very intentional about lighting our own souls on fire, right? We have to do something every single day for ourselves because you can't expect to pour into others continuously and you know, constantly be trying to be the best at work, trying to be the caregiver, trying to be the mom, trying to be the wife, trying to be everything else if you aren't taking care of yourself. And so whatever it is that sets your soul on fire, do something every single day that makes you feel good, that makes you feel validated, that makes you feel like you're making progress. One of the number one things I stress with my team, right? I've got a huge team and I tell them every day, I said, listen, like I'm not expecting you to show up here and be 20 times better than what you were the day before, but I'm asking you to be 1% better than you were the day before. And what do you need to do to get there? That means you have to constantly be doing something every day that's making you a better version of you. And you got to run your own race. You got to stop comparing yourself to other people's journeys. We're all at a different place. We've all had a different background. We've all had different education, training opportunities, whatever it is. But you know, I always say hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, right? If you're striving towards something, you can get there but you've got to continue to make you a priority because if you're not filling up that cup and you're not doing something for you that makes you happy, it's going to show in everything else that you do. And so it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can be exactly what you said, you know, maybe getting a workout in, maybe drinking more water, doing something intentional that's helping you feel better, right? One thing at a time. So as you kind of see, and like a lot of core themes throughout what I've shared, it's don't try to, you know, eat the elephant all in one bite, right? It's one bite at a time. You've just got to build on it. And, and consistency compounds, you know, when you start to set these things in motion, you know, I wake up every day, I know you're an early bird too, like get a lot of things done, right? In the morning so that you're starting your day fresh. That's something I do for me and I don't cancel on myself. 
right? I don't do it because I know if I wake up and I do something for me and I'm, I'm moving my business forward or I'm doing something I enjoy, I'm going to be a happier, healthier, more motivated, confident person throughout the rest of my day. And that's going to impact everything else that I do. And so I encourage everybody that's listening to find something that really lights them up, that makes them feel good and commit to doing that every day and then getting better at it, building on it, right? And continuing to leverage, you know, those new habits to help you get to that next level for yourself. Fantastic. Well, Allison, thank you. Thank you for being so inspiring. Now I feel like you've lit a fire under me. So (laughs) I feel feel great. I'm believing a little more. So, and I, your whole story is so inspiring and I love that you just tried the podcast and you're doing it. And I love podcasting and it's always yeah. nice to meet other women who are doing it. So anyway, well, I'm glad our paths have crossed and Me too. This for is all great. the advice and have a great new year. You too. Thanks, Debbie. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Don't forget to follow the private support group at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight on Instagram. Thanks.